Welcome to the Friendship Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Binnick, and today we're going to be talking about all things fitness, wellness, and mindset so that you can be the best version of yourself for everybody and your family and life that loves you and needs you. All right, guys, what is going on today? We are going to be here. We're going to be doing a little bit of I guess you would say a little bit more nerdery, a little bit more into the grain than we go sometimes. And, you know, I've gotten back in with uh, a little bit of kind of getting my hands dirty with some nutrition and nutrition coaching and just kind of having some discussions with people. And this is a little bit out of necessity, I guess I would say. I've just been starting to kind of have this hypothesis for lack of a better way to put it, but I've been noticing that more and more people that come into the gym, um, you know, in their first few years are low energy and are kind of saying things that show me that maybe we're, we're missing a piece of the puzzle. We're missing some, you know, little corner or there's something. And, you know, a lot of times it's sleep. A lot of times it's hydration. A lot of times it's nutrition. You know, it's the other 23 hours out of the gym. It's all that stuff that, you know, we need to be focused on. It's just a lot that it can all you know, kind of culminate into missing a chunk or a large chunk of our health and fitness. And, you know, as a result of that, we can end up being very low energy, fatigued all the time, tired, complacent, angry, quick to frustration, all of those things. So if you guys feel like that maybe defines you recently, this might be for you. Or if you guys just want a little bit deeper knowledge base on some nutritional items and and just maybe a, a simplification of kind of some health practices generally. Uh, that's kind of what we're going to be going over. And so, you know, we're going to talk about just some some simple things as far as I see them. And really this starts with basal metabolic rate. So basal metabolic rate is one of the most important, you know, measures and metrics for me that I like to look at on people's in-body scans and just kind of generally having the baseline understanding of where we're at at rest, right? What does our body need to support life function as it exists today. And so this, you know, as is kind of a quick snapshot, it's not necessarily like your metabolism, but it is a good snapshot of your metabolism. So, uh, you know, a lot of things are going to play into having a good basal metabolic rate or a bad basal metabolic rate. But really in reality, what we're looking for using this number for is giving us a baseline of what we need to be getting, what our absolute bare minimum is to be getting in a day to support our life function. When I say life function, I'm talking about your immune system, your circulatory system, your brain function, memory, your respiratory system, all of these things, right? Um, Your digestive system, making sure that all of those systems are operating fully. And so if we're under that basal metabolic rate, what's going to start to happen, depending on how much of a caloric deficit we are in to the basal metabolic rate, we're going to have to start, your body has to start making triage decisions. So it has to start deciding what stays and what goes. What systems are we going to turn on and what systems are we going to turn off? What systems are we going to devote our limited resources to and what systems are we not going to devote those resources to or maybe not as much? And so as people, if you're listening to this, you should be intensely exercising a little bit, okay? When we exercise intensely, what we're really doing is we're forcing damage onto our body. So we're forcing stress. And that stress comes in the form of stressing the muscles, stressing the central nervous system, the aerobic system. So we add additional stress on top of just everyday life. 
So already when we wake up, our body is this amazing tool and it requires all of this energy to fuel it. Okay. So your body is this Ferrari, the most gorgeous car. It's a, a you know, Learjet, whatever, you know, terminology, whatever your thing is. It's a, I'm not good with speedboats, right? But it's your top jet ski. It's your Hayabusa. It's whatever you want, right? Um, it, it is this finely tuned machine and it needs gas to run. It needs you to constantly be putting that supply of that high octane fuel in your system all the time to make sure that the engine doesn't explode or to make sure that you don't run out of fuel and you're that you know guy or girl sitting on the side of the highway. And that analogy is key because we have total system failures when it comes to machines, when it comes to cars, when it comes to planes, all those things. We have total system failures. Everything shuts down. Your body is going to start to kind of give you these signs where you're having these systems shut down. So if you take it back to the beginning, what did I say? I said, this podcast is sort of a cause of having a lot of people come to me with the same problem of feeling low energy, quick frustration, um, overly inflamed in their body, all these things. A lot of that is a sign to me that we're not getting the fuel the body needs to keep all of these systems, to keep the, the engine running hot all day long. And if you compound that with, we're also crushing ourselves with hard exercise on top of this, well, then we're really starting to kind of double down. Your system already isn't getting enough just to do the baseline. So let's take it back. Let's take like a motorcycle, okay? So let's say you've got this Hayabusa. I think it's the fastest motorcycle. Someone, Some motorcycle junkie is going to come in and correct me, but just say the Hayabusa is the fastest motorcycle, okay? And so this Hayabusa comes in and you've got this just absolutely like a freight train of a crotch rocket motorcycle that can go zero to 200 in the snap of a finger, okay? Now we start kind of giving it this fuel. And once we start kind of getting in the habit of filling the tank, we're not just going to be driving 25 on it. We're not getting the most powerful motorcycle of all time to go through school zones in the suburbs, right? That, that seems silly. And none of us are doing that. What we're actually doing is we're popping on to you know, 71 and we're cranking that throttle down hard, especially in some of these workouts, right? Real hard. So we're turning that throttle down all the way. And so in a school zone, the bike might not be operating perfectly, right? Oil might need to be changed, oil filter. Some of these things might need adjusted, okay? But it can go 20. It can chug along at 20 miles an hour and probably be just fine. It can get you from A to B. But when we're on the highway and we're doing 200 on our Hayabusa, if there is a screw with a rattle, if there is a chain that is slightly out of line, all of that stuff is going to be magnified to the nth degree and you're dead. And so like, obviously this analogy is extreme, but if you can put your head in that situation, okay, if you can, if you can wrap your head around what I'm talking about here, where if we are not fueling our base level systems needs, then we're not even able to go to the school zone. Okay. If you're not meeting your basal metabolic rate, when it comes to food, the base level minimum requirement for all of your systems to work properly. If you're not meeting that, that means your body is shutting down systems, not giving them the full sustenance that needs. If then on top of that, 
right? So now you've got a broken motorcycle, okay? That's struggling just to make it through the school zone. Now you're adding in high intensity exercise on top of that. So now you're taking a broken motorcycle and trying to push it to 200 miles an hour. Things are going to break, okay? That's why I feel like this is important for me to do a podcast on today. This is the thing that I need to have a discussion with people on. And I'm met all the time with skepticism. So let's just do our disclaimer, right? If you guys are new to listening to the podcast, new to the gym, here's what we're talking about. I don't give a shit about your bikini body. I don't care what you want to look like. I know that deep down, we all sort of care about that. What I'm telling you is if you think about nutrition as powering your body, empowering a system, it is just a system. It's a simple machine, just like a motorcycle is. Your body is very simple to understand. Once you understand the fuel that you need to give it just to be healthy, once you grasp that concept, the body of your dreams will reveal itself. It will not work the other way around. You can't hope and try to go and die for the body and under eat and try to do these things that are like these hack fad diets and all this other crap just to try to look a certain way. That's not the way that that works, right? That's, that's the, you know, you've got the, the crappy, you know, four cylinder non VTEC, you know, Honda Civic over there that you put the big muffler on that goes like, and is super annoying to everybody else in their life. That's, that's like what you're doing. You're putting lipstick on a pig and you're trying to hack a system that is not hackable. And so this is kind of where I'm coming from. I'm only coming from the position of wanting you to be healthy, wanting you to feel great, wanting you to have a ton of energy, wanting you to have patience and relaxation, wanting you to be able to sleep well and have great memory and a sharp mind and all of these things. Be loving and beautiful in your relationships. Because my belief is that if you are all of those things, working out is just a benefit to your life. And you're eating, if it's supporting all of that stuff, it's going to give you the body that you deserve. And is that body going to be as much as the steroided up or the, you know, the genetic gifts of God that get put on Instagram or, you know, or magazines back, you know, in the nineties? No, maybe not. Right. But that's okay. That's not a big deal. Right. Like not normal people aren't looking for that. Normal people aren't expecting that. What normal people want is normal people, right? They want us to have flaws. We all have flaws. And I think that a lot of the nutritional stuff where I see a lot of the under eating coming from is either a lack of focus on the fact that we're fueling a system, right? So they just don't care. And it's like, I I just, I'm not hungry. It's like, well, you're not hungry because you've been starving yourself. And so your body has started to shut down your digestive system, which is supposed to alert your brain to say, Hey, I need some food. But guess what? Your body has started to shut that system down because you're not giving it this proper sustenance that it needs every single day. And so now your brain isn't working the way it's supposed to. Your gut isn't working the way it's supposed to. They're not connecting and talking like they're supposed to be. So you're not even getting feedback on the fact that you're starving yourself anymore. Those are all bad things. We don't want that. And if you think about it that way, then it sounds super ridiculous to say like, 
well, I've got a trip to Cabo in a couple of months. And so, you know, Maria got me this super sweet European Speedo I'm going to be wearing on our trip to Cabo. And I've just got to, you know, just shimmy on into that thing. And I want to look good. It's like, dude, your, your stomach isn't telling you you're hungry anymore. And like, what are we talking about? Right. Um, that's going to lead to a quicker death. It's going to quick, lead to less function very quickly. It's going to lead to chronic disease, illness. It's shutting down your immune system, right? All of these things are all indicative signs of malnourishment, malnutrition, okay? So if you guys are below your basal metabolic rate, that's like step one, right? That is our base level. Ideally, we would be factoring in also our energy expenditure. So you have kind of two numbers when it comes to looking at nutrition coaching in terms of kind of where we're getting your calories for a day, right? So we're looking at basal metabolic rate, which is sort of a conglomeration of size, muscle mass, um, you know, activity. Some of these things start to play into it. But the other aspect is TDEE or total daily energy expenditure. So this is taking your basal metabolic rate plus the amount of calories that you burn every day. So I think this number is more important. Uh, and the higher total daily energy expenditure you have, the more fit you are, in my opinion, because the more energy that you can put into your system and the more energy you can burn. So you're like the super efficient jet fighter plane, you know, that can go from California to New York in like two hours and, you know, be going beyond the sound barrier and um, doing flips and all kinds of crazy stuff, right? And just keep chunking jet fuel in there and just keep pushing the limits. That's kind of what we want for ourselves. And so Michael Phelps kind of always comes to mind, right? If you guys remember watching the Michael Phelps Olympics, they were always talking about, you know, he eats 8,000 calories a day. And it's like, okay, well, first of all, his basal metabolic rate is probably like 2,500. So just sitting on his butt, if he just wakes up every day, just laying around, he's probably just because of his size, his muscle mass, and just his general activity level, he burns hot. So he's probably burning like 2,500 calories, just chilling. If he just wakes up and lays on the bed, just doing nothing. Okay. Then you add in the fact that he's in the pool for like five hours every day. He's probably burning another 5,000 calories, 4,000 calories during his exercise. And so for him, it's just like, dude, I have to get so much energy into my system. I have to be like cramming all sorts of high caloric foods in there to keep giving me energy. So that's kind of like the highest end of total daily energy expenditure. So those no, two numbers can actually be very far apart, right? The, the games athletes or the, the over-exercisers, right? The people who are doing multiple workouts in a day, the Ironman athletes, the Olympians, the CrossFit Games athletes, these people who are doing 2,000, 3,000 calorie burn worth of workout every day have a much higher total daily energy expenditure than their base of metabolic rate. But most people, most of us, don't have that big of a gap, right? So my, my base metabolic rate is like 2250, right? I burn on average around 1,000 to 1,500 calories a day, depending on workout, how much I'm coaching, some of those things. But just put that on average, right? So 2250 is sort of my baseline I need to meet for my daily sustenance to support my life function. And then beyond that, I'm trying to get up to the 3,500, 3,300 level based on how active I am on that day. And if I'm sedentary and I'm less active, I'll be closer down to my basal metabolic rate. So that's getting a little bit into the weeds with really trying to hone in on like workout days, non-workout days, some of those things and how they kind of play together. But when we're really thinking about our nutritional picture, what we need to be thinking about is it's, it's like one of two or three things, okay? Without question, we are eating high quality foods that are high nutrient density. 
So that means there's a lot of bang for your buck. Okay. These are your vegetables mainly, um, you know, some fruits, some meats, some fishes, and then obviously there's a couple of good fats as well. But for the most part, like that's the first part is always focusing on the quant- the quality of food, the micronutrients that you're getting. Once you focus there, then we're thinking about we have to hit at a minimum our basal metabolic rate plus whatever our like active function was for that day. Like that's kind of our goal. Now, if we're trying to lose weight, we want to still be above our basal metabolic rate, but we want to be below our total daily energy expenditure. So we want to fit in that gap. And how specifically you want to fit into that gap is kind of a moving target, right? It's pretty hard if you wake up and are active and you know, you're playing with your kids and you're walking around, you're going for a walk with your dogs and then you're coming in doing a high intensity workout and then you go to work and you walk around a bunch during work and you're stressed and all this other stuff. It's kind of hard to calculate precisely how many calories you burned during that day to add on to your base metabolic rate. So a ballpark, I think, is a kind of a better way to take it, like a range, right? So for me, I think 2250, that's my minimum. I like to think about it as like a thousand calories uh, on non-workout days and fifteen hundred calories on workout days, in addition to my base of metabolic rate. So for me, that puts me at thirty-two fifty to thirty-seven fifty a day, and that's kind of where my my numbers, my calories, my macros start to break down. So this is a very basic overview. You're not going to talk a lot about like how the macronutrient breakdown is. There's a million, you know, different ways you can talk about that. And, um, you know, I can talk till I'm blue in the face and we can get Andy on here and he can go full nerd on you. But my bigger point here is trying to convey the importance of not under eating. I am seeing this now that it's more pervasive than overeating is a lot of the time. And so what I'm finding is people are generally under eating when it comes to real meals and real nutritious food. And then they're having these brief moments of massive overindulgence. So they're having like, it's like, okay, well, I kind of eat like, I just like, I pick, I pick that like 12, you know, just some croutons and 1200, 1100 calories a day. And I'm just kind of picking at little bits of food here and there. And I have a bar and I have a protein shake and I have this. And then like, and that's consistent. That's like every meal. And then we have those one or two moments where we have like pizza, beer, soft pretzels, cheesecake, and ice cream. And like, we have these big indulgence moments. And if we can kind of bring it back to our main point, the reason that you're having those massive cravings, the reason that those things are so appealing to you and we so overindulge is your body is starving. And so when you start to give it these high calorie dense foods, these cheesecakes, these pizzas, where one piece of cheesecake is like an entire day. I just had Maria's birthday Oreo cheesecake. Thank you, mom, by the way. It was amazing. One piece of that Oreo cheesecake is probably like 500 to 1,000 calories, my, my size pieces, right? not a thinly sliced little restaurant baby piece, like a Jeff size piece. Okay. That is probably a thousand calories of food. And so if you're eating a thousand calories a day and then your body just, you sink into this voluptuous Oreo cheesecake and you're starving yourself, your body, all of your senses, your your mind, it's going to be orgasmic. It's going to feel truly like bliss. Your body is amazing at recognizing these things and saying, give me more of that. I need those calories, please. That's what's going on. 
And it always astounds me. The body is the most amazing thing in the world as it gives us all of these feedback mechanisms. It's telling you in every stretch of every being, everything that you're doing, it's giving you this feedback. It's telling you the answers. We just don't know what to look for. We haven't trained our society. We haven't trained people on how to eat, what the signs are, what to look for. And so it's being chronically sick. It's struggling to sleep or being overstressed all the time. It's having no energy, feeling like you need a nap in the afternoon, having massive food cravings. All of these things are not normal per the, the medical way of looking at normal. They, they should not be happening, but they are actually now normalized in our society. They are common. They are the majority at this point. More people than not are doing this. And that's sort of why I made this podcast. So this isn't for any one person specifically. I've been doing this now with 20, 25 people. And I took my hands out of nutrition coaching for a long time, mainly because I'm not super passionate about it. And, you know, Andy and Emily and Shelby, and they, they, they are, and they, they really have seen the power of what it does for them and their health and using their bodies for strength and power and, and feeling good. And then as a result of that, also looking amazing. And I think that that needs to be the priority. We need to put the priority on, I want to have the best function I possibly can. I want my mind to be as sharp as physically possible. I want my body to be as sharp as physically possible, ready for anything, whether it's a sickness or a workout or a vacation with 10 kids because we're going with my cousins and we're going to be on the beach and I'm going to be toting all of these you know, beach chairs and all this crap out there for spring break. And I've got to deal with the patience, you know, God grant the person who's going out with that many kids, uh, the serenity of patience during this spring break, whatever it is, whatever we need it for, we have it and we're ready. Then, and only then should we be concerned with our looks because your looks are a direct byproduct of your function. Okay. Outside of like things like steroids and some of that stuff, which is just like we're we're super pushing our again we're super pushing our function uh, so much to break it right. So it's like uh, for my Fast and Furious fans out there, it's when uh, Vin Diesel rigged up that hot rod car to like pull the pin out and the car ended up exploding. But he did win the race in the short term, right? Like he basically demolished the entire car in two minutes to win a race because he was like cutting gas lines and all the stuff to set it on fire to cause the engine to push harder. It's kind of what steroids are doing for us. Uh, guys, and I got to be impressed. These analogies are just coming right off the top of my head right now. We're firing on all cylinders. Bobby, that was for you. I hope you listen to this. Now, as we kind of go into this, I, I will do a nutrition series. If you guys find this interesting, if you guys want to talk more about this, um, you know, I'll invite some of the nutrition coaches back on and we can have some of these discussions, but this is just kind of what I wanted to get out today. Um, and again, when I try to talk about this stuff, a lot of times I get glazed eyes and I understand that, right? Nutrition is kind of a boring topic, but a lot of times I also get skepticism, which is mo- more confusing for me. Like I'm always like, confused as to why somebody would think like, what do you, what do you believe that if you eat the way that I tell you to eat and you balloon up 20 pounds, do you think that that's like good for me? Do you think like I'm going to have a laugh behind closed doors and I, you know, obviously we're going to like lose you as a friendship client and you're not going to meet your goals and you're not going to be happy. 
And you'd be like, yeah, this crazy guy one time told me to eat a bunch more food. And then I gained a bunch of weight and had to quit his gym. He's a real jerk. Like, do you think that's my end here? Like, it's always confusing to me. I'm like, where does that skepticism come from? And then I kind of remember, I'm like trying to write like 30 to 50 years of automatic programming to American people, right? And just kind of what we're sold, what diet culture has put billions and trillions of dollars into over the last 30 or 40 or 50 years to make this society overweight, super sick, and everything that we just talked about from a life function standpoint is worse. Every metric across the board is worse. And I'm telling you that like, this is why there is no like secret, right? It's not, there's not some like weird pervasive, like government program going on. That's like, into, it, it's literally that the people who have money, the PepsiCo's, the Coca-Cola's, the McDonald's, the crap, you know, all the, all the bad unhealthy food that is pervasive in our society is quick and easy to get. It's cheap. And they have massive, massive lobbying that has pushed people to start to go under eating and starting to eat, you know, less nutrient dense food as like a staple of their diet. So that's like, you know, not tinfoil hat conspiracy. That's pretty confirmed conspiracy theory, Jeff. But, um, you know, I want you guys, hopefully if you're listening to this podcast, you are adopting the ethos of being open-minded and being able to listen to people who have done this, achieved this, do it every day, live it and have lived it every day for 10, 15, 20 years and are walking around as living examples of what we're talking about. Um, and if it's not, you know, me for you, like if it, the thing I hear all the time for people is like, oh my God, Maria, she just has such great energy. She has so much energy. She's just bouncing off the wall. She's so positive all the time. Like, well, Maria eats like 3000 calories a day. Maria's breakfast every day is five eggs, about two pounds of berries. Um, she eats uh, oatmeal right before that, overnight oats with maple syrup and almond milk. And then she has rice cakes with peanut butter. Her breakfast is like 1,250 calories at least. She's eating, I would say, most than, more than like 80 or 90% of women. And then if you look at her like postpartum in body scans, she has consistently lost weight back to her post or to her pre-birth weight. And she's not doing that by starving herself. She's eating 25, 2800. And I was trying to push her higher, 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 higher during breastfeeding. And she was so concerned like, well, but I'm not going to be losing weight. It's like, trust me, you will, you will just believe me, you will. You're going to be supporting your muscle mass. You're going to be supporting the growth of your baby. You're going to be supporting your breastfeeding and you're going to be supporting fat loss because you're all of your, all of your engine, all of your cylinders are all going to be firing at max speed, max capacity. If you give it the right fuel and it takes some belief, right? But she's walking around as a result of that. And there's at least 10 dozen people at the gym that are walking around as direct results of this that have started to eat more and have seen the powerful benefits of it. So if you, if this struck you guys at the right moment, if you've, you know, tracked or logged lately and you're not where you want to be, or if you think you're maybe under eating or you're not, you know, if this resonated for you in any way, reach out to me, let me know. 
I have a system for you. I'll try to get you guys on it. Won't no free of charge. Just kind of a little litmus test for you, um, and we can t- start discussing some next steps on how you guys can do that. So, uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate it. I know we got a little deep into the nerdery here, and uh, if my analogies for engines went way over your head, uh, let me know. I will try to uh, come up with maybe some uh, better analogies that are more universal next time. Thanks, guys.